Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. It's Thursday the 4th of March. Coming up, funding cuts impact on autistic children. Lots of the support that had been provided in schools has actually now disappeared. Coastal towns told to reinvent. We need to ensure that people in those communities don't have that sort of left-behind feeling. And we look ahead to Kent's first cricket game of the season. It's definitely a big year for the club. We look to cement a Division 1 spot. Kent Online News. So first up, a health expert says funding cuts have made it difficult for Kent schools to provide enough support for children with autism. Now, earlier this week, we told you about a report by Ofsted, which found too many children with special needs and disabilities in the county don't get the help they need. Sarah-Jane Critchley from Tunbridge Wells worked with the Autism Education Trust and developed educational practice for more than 10 years. She's been chatting to Ish all about it. Well, why do you think there isn't that support base? Well, it's certainly not enough of it. Well, I think that schools need to be better trained. So I think there is the capacity for schools to undergo training from organisations like the Autism Education Trust or to get training from autistic individuals themselves. There are plenty of autistic speakers and there are others who can actually help to develop provision which will support everybody. And the one thing we know is that good practice for autistic pupils supports all autistic pupils. But I think there is also a resourcing issue, which is that lots of the support that had been provided in schools has actually now disappeared due to funding cuts and restrictions. And we've seen that in the reduction of teaching assistants and their disappearance from the classroom. And often they're the one trusted person that an autistic pupil can actually go to. So without that, they wouldn't necessarily feel safe at school. And then that makes life very, very difficult indeed. And before even perhaps reaching that stage, I mean, how difficult can it be to actually spot the signs of having autism in a young person? Well, it can be quite tricky. So as I mentioned before, neither of my children were diagnosed until quite late. Both of them make very good eye contact. That's one of the things that people would often look for. And lots and lots of autistic people who are very verbal and very able to express themselves can mask or camouflage their autism. Now, when they do that, they do that to feel safe and they do that to feel included and they do that so that they can participate in life alongside everybody else. But that comes at a huge cost to their mental well-being and to their overall health. So what we actually need to do is to provide environments that enable people to be themselves more effectively and to be valued for who they are so that they don't have to mask as much and so that they can operate on a much more healthy basis. Is there a particular issue with girls when it comes to autism? Absolutely. They're massively more vulnerable. So girls and women in society tend to be more vulnerable than men. Um, Autistic girls tend to misinterpret the way that social cues are given and they may be much more easily exploited. And so that is, gives them huge vulnerability. Kent Online reports. A new report claims coastal towns like those in Kent are at risk of being left behind because of poor transport, housing problems and a lack of broadband. A House of Lords committee has raised concerns about devastating economic erosion in seaside areas. But it's highlighting Margate as a good example of regeneration, praising the £18 million refurbishment of Dreamland and the continuing success 
gates of the Turner Contemporary Gallery, which has welcomed almost three million visitors. Lord Bassam, who led the project, says it's not just about tourism, though. We need to do a lot more to ensure that education, the local economy, uh, housing, hospitals, the healthcare system work well. And we've got to make sure that we get the best from high-speed uh, broadband. We need to ensure that the, the, the transport links work better. We need to ensure that people in those communities don't have that sort of left-behind feeling. So some of our recommendations are things like better uh, quality housing, new public housing, uh, tackling uh, problems with private landlords where they aren't providing good quality accommodation, ensuring that schools and colleges uh, target their um, resources uh, to improve training and skills and ensure that people uh, have the opportunity to go away and, and learn at universities but are encouraged to come back as well. We want to try and improve the cultural offer in uh, coastal communities so that people feel they can enjoy the things that you typically expect to find in a town or a city that's got sort of diverse opportunities. Uh, and we are really keen to ensure that we get our, the best from our rail and road network. And so there are some key improvements there. We think too that the local economy needs uh, help and support. So there's a package of uh, ideas there, including um, uh, enterprise zones and better engagement uh, encouraged with the business community. And one issue that we thought was particularly important was providing the opportunity for local communities to work better with their politicians and local businesses and, and the network of services locally so that they too could ensure that we've got good leadership in our coastal areas. Kent Online News. Elsewhere today, a rapist from Chatham has been arrested at Heathrow Airport 12 years after he failed to turn up for a trial. Onamusi Seydou was detained there last month after an immigration officer became suspicious of his behaviour. The 47-year-old, who doesn't have a permanent address, has pleaded guilty to four offences. He's been remanded in custody and is due to be sentenced in May. A leading doctor says something radical needs to happen to stop Ashford GP services from reaching crisis point. Dr James Kelly raised concerns about workforce and the town's primary care services at the Borough Council's Health and Wellbeing Board. The doctor, who spent 21 years at King's North Medical Practice, said there would be a crisis if the current issues were not rectified. And a fourth man has been arrested after two other men were treated in hospital following an attack in Ashford. Police were called to reports of a disturbance on Stanhope Road on Tuesday night, where they found the victims had suffered arm and hand injuries. Three 19-year-olds and an 18-year-old have all been released on bail. Kent Online Sport. On to cricket now and Kent make their long-awaited return to Division 1 tomorrow as they travel to take on Somerset in the county championship. We've been catching up with some of Kent's players ahead of the new season. First, here's Daniel Beldrummond, who's been named interim vice-captain. So, so first of all, congratulations on vice-captaincy. How big an honour is that for you, from a personal perspective? Yeah, it's a big, it's a big achievement um, with the two with Joe and uh, Sam Billings being away, the opportunity ar- arose. So um, now I'm glad to be able to take it on. And in the two months or so while they're away, I'll give it my all and hopefully um, help the club do well. How important is a leadership role such as that uh, in terms of your development as a player? Yeah, it's a good question. I think very big, just um, being in amongst the leadership group uh, can only be a good, 
thing and I can learn some big lessons and uh, hopefully have a positive impact on the team. Um, yeah, from a personal level, I'm really looking forward to it. Obviously, I'll try and help Hino uh, in whatever capacity he needs. But um, now, nah, being a senior player now, uh, I'm glad I could step up. How excited are you and obviously the rest of the lads about getting back into Big One and just getting, getting underway now? Yeah, we're really excited. Um, I've never played there in my career and I debuted in 2011. So, no, it's definitely a big year for the club and hopefully we can cement it. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we will cement uh, we look to cement a Division 1 spot. So, um, no, nah, we're, we're quietly confident of the season ahead. And, um, yeah, once Joe and, well, once Sam's back anyway, um, we'll definitely be in good stead for the rest of the year. What kind of things do you think you need to, if there's anything major to improve on from Div 1, uh, Div 2 to Div 1, anything key that you need to lift a little bit? I think cricket's cricket. We we can only play our best that we can give and it. Um, I know it will be good enough, but if it's not, then that's, that's what it is. Yeah. But um, no, I don't think we want to put too much emphasis on Division 2, Division 1 um, from a performance point of view. We know that if we play our best cricket, we'll be there or thereabouts. New bowler Matt Milnes, who signed for Kent at the end of last season, is also feeling confident for this year. I'm just looking forward to the challenge of getting in that first squad and, and hopefully making my debut first game. That'd Do you set nice. yourself any, like personal aims at this point of the season? I feel like you can only control your performances so as long as I'm performing to what I feel like is the best of my ability, we game in game out that's what I feel all I can do and then I feel like the sort of the wicket tally and stuff like that will take care of itself hopefully. Do you feel like there's quite a good blend of like experience and in youth in this team? Yeah, yeah absolutely there's, it's quite a, as you say it's quite a young squad with a few older heads which is brilliant for, for that balance you've got the wealth of experience that you can learn a lot from but then you've also got exciting youngsters who are only going to get better with the next, throughout the next couple of years um, so it's a very exciting place to be. Coach obviously mentioned at the beginning that you're not only here to just make up numbers, you're here to compete in Div 1 as well. Is that something you, you strongly believe in as well? Absolutely, I think um, as I say it's a very exciting group that could, uh, could potentially achieve a lot over the next few years um, and I feel like next year is a big year in this club sort of going forward I feel like we have to establish ourselves in Div 1 and, and really sort of make our name for ourselves there and as you, as you say you've got to go into every game expecting to win and put in performances drama in the game Obviously you're, you're fairly new to like proceedings here but can you feel like the excitement of going up to Div 1 after such a long wait? Yeah like obviously everyone's buzzing um, there's sort of like an energy about the club that sort of behind, like off field and on field um, that I've not really experienced before um, which is very exciting and I can't wait for that first game yeah. And Zach Crawley who had a breakthrough season with Kent last year has been telling us about his plans for this coming season I mean obviously you've got what, 750 runs last year which yeah. is no mean I mean if you've got the same return in Division 1 you'd be pleased wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting one. People say the wickets are better and um, I certainly feel like I've improved. So I, I don't see why not. If not, uh, if not, maybe a few more. Got to, um, oh, I back myself to um, have, a good, good, have a good season. Uh, obviously the standard's going to go up, but I feel like my standard's gone up. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, what, what do you think in terms of your game? What areas have you improved the most, do you think? Probably difficult for you to say, but I mean, technique or is there things you've tried? No, it wouldn't be technique. I, wouldn't, I don't want to uh, try and fiddle with that too much. It would be, if anything, it'd be mental. I've improved. I feel like I've improved mentally over 
over the winter and over the back end of that season last year. And where what do you think's made the difference there then in terms of your mental side of the game? Have you worked with anyone in particular? Or? I do a lot of work with um, Rob Key and he's very, very good mentally and he talks to me about how, what his thought processes were when he was playing and that's, uh, that's a big help. But some things you just work out for yourself as well, like stopping stop putting yourself under so much pressure stop thinking stop premeditating stop getting ahead of yourself all things that make you basically help you stay in the present and that helped me towards the end so hopefully I can do that more this year and get some more runs. You know last season was fantastic for the club wasn't it in terms of promotion and one day final T20 it's to be a tough act to follow but I mean there's a lot of talent in this squad isn't there? Oh 100% I remember at the start of last year we didn't feel like we had necessarily the depth and or the strength to compete and how wrong we were mm. might be doing us a disservice there it was a year ago so my memory might be a bit hazy but I remember thinking it wasn't as positive as it ended up being so and I think even this year um, probably more positive than it was last year and so it could, we could have anything I mean we've definitely got the quality in the dressing room obviously as we've seen over this winter with um, the skipper Billing scoring runs for England Joe obviously Heino Bell Drummond, we've got so many good players So and bowlers obviously, we've got new, new bowlers Matt Milnes, who looks a very good bowler Fred Clarsen, so we've added to the squad nicely and I, I can see us doing very well this year. Kent's County Championship game against Somerset gets underway at 11 tomorrow. That's it for now but don't forget you can go to kentonline.co.uk for more news throughout the day. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.